What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one-and-done preview for the Masters. We're going to talk through, as we always do, uh, we'll do some outrights. We'll do head-to-head matchups. We'll talk through one-and-done options. And also, there are so many offerings this week. I've got props. I've got group betting. We'll spend some time going through some of those. There's Tiger Woods props, which are always very interesting. Um, before I forget, I want to make sure to mention, if you have not signed up for a William Hill account yet, uh, now is certainly the time. So I have offers on on my site, which is uh, rickrungood.com slash Hill, where you can get, uh, and I'll, here I'll show this to you, you can scroll down and see this. If you're in New Jersey, Illinois, or Indiana, you can get either um, a, a free bet. So New Jersey and Indiana have $500 free bets right now. And then the master's offer for this week in New Jersey and Indiana is if you bet $5 on a golfer to win outright, and that golfer makes one single par throughout the week, uh, you will win $100. So 20 to one It's basically free money. Uh, if you have not signed up, you can do that now. Rickrungood.com slash Will Hill supports me. It supports, uh, William Hill and you guys get something out of it too. So all good there. Um, all right, let's jump into the betting board for the masters. All right. You are looking at the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. All the tools that you see in this video will be on rickrungood.com. Uh, pretty good time to sign up. I'm biased though. You shouldn't listen to me. Um, let's talk about this. And, and we've got what, what this tool does. If you're new, you know, we plug in. So actually 14 strokes gained is basically the number that you need to, to, to get to, to win the masters, um, or historically, obviously. So what I do is, uh, I run the numbers and see how often, uh, each one of these golfers is going to get to 14 strokes gained. We compare it against, uh, the betting odds, which imply how often they have to get there or how often they're going to win. And then, uh, we see if there's any value. So you look at, uh, and this, and, and the, the time frame that I'm using, it's, it's, it's longer term, right? It's, it's multiple years to try to find guys floors and ceilings. So, um, if you see Bryson, which what I'm looking at right now is Bryson has a negative expected value when he's nine to one, because he does not get to the winning score enough uh, to pay off that price. And actually some places have them down to seven and a half to one right now. That's uh, getting shorter by the minute. Now I, we'll, we'll talk about Bryson in a second because I want to talk about, uh, I mean, and I've, and I've spent so much ox- oxygen on Bryson this week. I, I think that it's very clear how I feel about him. We'll talk about him in a second, but I think he's one of the more volatile options. Dustin Johnson's kind of interesting here, right? He's the first guy at the top of the board that shows a positive expected value here. So, um, you know, I have him getting to the winning score about 13% of the time. He's nine to one. So he'd have to get there around 10% of the time. So I have him getting to the winning score 3% more often. Uh, I have Roy McElroy getting there about three and a half percent more often. I have Patrick Cantlay getting there about 4% more often. So, I, I mean, there is plenty of value. Obviously, when you get a bunch of top tier players in the field, a lot of these guys have really high ceilings. So I can sort by positive expected value for victory. And, uh, you know, it's it's Webb Simpson, who's um, actually I have him getting to the winning score about six or seven percent of the time. And and his odds would indicate he only gets he only wins about two and a half percent of the time. Cantlay, Adam Scott, Morikawa. Actually, Leishman is on this list. Leishman's weird. I I mean that one doesn't pass the sniff test for me. For Leishman, obviously the way he's playing recently, you have to use a little bit of of your gut feeling here. But Leishman has a couple of ceiling events, right? He won at Torrey Pines. I mean he, we've seen his ceiling be so so good. Um, but the way that I'm kind of taking this on, um, so so I think let's talk about Bryson. You know. 
it's very clear he should be the favorite. And I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to open up the range of outcomes. He's trying to create more volatility. I think there is a, a good chance he wins this by five shots. I think there's actually a pretty decent chance he misses the cut. I don't want to say misses the cut, but like finishes pretty pretty poorly, right? There, there are pathways to Bryson not having a very good week and they're not that unrealistic of pathways, right? I mean, he's going to try to hit shots we've never seen before. Um, we've seen that backfire at times, right? He took a 10 at what Memorial on the back nine there on Friday to miss the cut. I mean, they're, they're, I, I'm not trying to predict he's going to make a 10 at any hole out here, but like when he tries to cut 13 with a huge high draw and hits it into the trees, like, is he going to stare double or triple in the face then? Like it, it just, he's going to try to take on great risk to earn great reward. But again, there's still great risk there. And then you throw in the fact that, um, I mean, he hasn't really putted all that well at Augusta national. In fact, he's been pretty poor. You start to wonder if there is a pathway to things going pretty, pretty wrong here. Um, you can get seven to one on your money at William Hill for him to miss the cut. Uh, I, I actually don't know if I mind betting both outright win and miss the cut. I feel like those are the two most likely outcomes and the odds are very similar, right? Seven and a half to one to win seven to one to miss the cut. I think it's very telling about Bryson DeChambeau and, and, and the strategy that he's going to, uh, uh, deploy this week. I will tell you I've bet Bryson, but it is mostly, uh, a FOMO bet. Um, you know, I, I, I love the numbers, but sometimes the gut stuff gets me. And it's mostly a FOMO bet. I, I did not think he could win at winged foot. He proved me wrong. Um, I, I bet him after that. So I haven't met a little bit of a better number than eight or seven and a half, whatever it is now. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not going to miss out if he breaks, if he breaks Augusta national. Right. But I would not advocate that. Like if I was building a, uh, a betting card, I'm not sure I'd advocate Bryson as the best play. I would advocate, uh, Justin Thomas. So Justin Thomas would start my like real card, right? He's, he's 12 to one. You can get him at 14 to one in some places, or you could, I'm actually sitting on a ticket from, um, June, January. No, from last December on at 20 to one on Justin Thomas. So I'm, I'm good there. Also, this is a reminder and there's no better time to remind you about this betting, especially majors futures, uh, is like, that's a, or betting majors is a year long process, right? I mean, uh, numbers move so drastically throughout the year. It, it, it's tough to get really good numbers if you're waiting for the week of, right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting on a Justin Thomas ticket. That's 20 to one. Um, I couldn't get that anywhere right now. I know there's, there's 30 to one, 41 Bryson tickets out there. You never could have gotten that. So this is a, a year long process when you're trying to to get your futures in so i would i would probably start my card even if it was this week alone at justin thomas um i've talked about him a lot in the, in the dfs preview he, he's one of these guys that um he, he's just he's just checking off all the boxes for me he's great on approach he's great around the greens he wins he's gotten better every year at augusta national he hits it long like he just checks off all the same boxes as these top tier players and you get a pretty good number on him so if i start at JT, where does the next bet come in? Uh, you know, you kind of drop down to naturally the 28 to 33 range, right? So in there you get Hatton, Finau, Patrick Reed, Morikawa, Bubba, Webb Simpson. Now here's a situation where thought process is a little bit different uh, than, than it is for the DFS video, right? You know, Tony Finau in D, for DFS purposes, probably going to be one of the most popular 
players of the week, uh, which which I might still find a way to get him in my core, but I would be more uh, apt to to kind of avoid that situation. Well, betting him outright, I don't I don't care how many other people bet him outright, right? As long as he doesn't move the number, I don't care. Um, now, can Tony Finau actually cash through and get and get a win? Uh, you know, his first win since the Puerto Rico Open at Augusta National. I'm a little less optimistic, but I think the same idea goes for, for goes for Bubba Watson. I actually have a longer number on Bubba too. So Bubba's thirty to one. Um, when I was in Nevada a couple of weeks ago, I I got Bubba at forty. And uh, what I love about him is 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 how well he's been playing from tee to green. Obviously, that he has great vibes at Augusta National. He's a two time winner. Um, he's striking the ball so well, and he and he puts defensively. I've I've mentioned that anecdote. A couple of times this week, Mark Immelman, um, you know, put a bug in my ear that defensive putters do well at Augusta National. So I've 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 passed that narrative along. I like it. I think it I think it makes a lot of sense. So that's probably the next natural spot for me is JT. So I, I go JT. I go Bubba, and now I'm down into like the 50 range or 60 range, and. I've already seen Jason Kokrak's number move. So he's gone from 100 to 66. Uh, if you got it at 100, I think you're obviously very happy with that. I think that was a good bet. Uh, probably doesn't win it, but I think that you got a good number on it. Cam Smith's still sitting here at 66 to 1. I think that's kind of interesting. He's at least won this calendar year, right? I mean, Kokrak has as well. But compared to compared to some of his other peers here, um, you know, Jace, uh, uh, Cameron Smith wins the Sony Open in wet, sloppy conditions in January. Now we probably get wet, sloppy conditions around Augusta National. Uh, he's got a top five here two years ago. He's playing well at the moment. Um, so that's the next natural landing spot in my cart. And then you go to really long shots, right? You go to 100 to 1 or deeper. And I'm not sure where the super good value in this is, right? I think Sebastian Munoz, 125, is somewhat interesting. I think he's clearly been on the best run. Recently, you know, his last eight to 10 starts have been really good. Um, Lonto, is he going to win the Masters? Probably not. You know, Leishman, Stenson, Victor Perez. These are not names that I would, that I think are actually going to contend. Siwoo Kim, just because of how volatile Siwoo is, um, I think he might be interesting. And Siwoo's kind of just been a slightly worse version of, of Justin Thomas since the restart. They're both playing well in the same categories. So uh, 125 to one for Siwoo is probably a, a dart that I would throw as well. Um, let's look up head-to-head matchups real quick. So this is the head-to-head matchup simulator. I'm going to go since the start of 2020 on my time frame here, and let's see what kind of matchups I can get. All right, well let's just let's just jump into the, to the big to the big dog here, Bryson. So I've got uh, so William Hill has a Bryson versus Justin Thomas bet here. Man, this could be interesting. So that's uh, pretty razor thin. So um, okay, so I have Bryson in the model winning a head to head matchup, a four round matchup with Justin Thomas, fifty one point six percent of the time, meaning his money line should be about minus one oh six. Uh, he is longer than that. He's minus 133 at William Hill. Justin Thomas, uh, that money line is about right. So it's really just the VIG on on Bryson DeChambeau. So so JT, I have winning 48% of the time. He should be plus 106. He's plus 105. Probably a no bet, but was pretty interested to see those two guys. Patrick Reed, big favorite over Tiger. And I actually might have to open up the time frame on this a little bit because Tiger's not going to have a lot of rounds in the 2020 calendar year. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, this isn't even like... 
let, this isn't even close. So, so this, this would be a smash spot, I guess, if you want to use that terminology. So Patrick Reed is minus 175 over Tiger Woods. Um, I have Patrick Reed winning this 85% of the time. When you start to get even over 60%, that's a massive number. Now, there are a few caveats about this. Tiger has not only played very little this year. So I'm using a 2020, since the start of 2020 calendar year, um, time frame here. He's not only played very little, but he's played very poorly. Patrick Reed has played a lot and he's played well. Now I know what you're thinking, Rick. Well, yeah, that's a smash spot, but I'm saying we have a small sample size on tiger. Um, I will, I will put real dollars on this one and probably a significant amount of them. I think you are paying the full, like tiger is getting the full price of five green jackets. His name is tiger woods. Nobody likes Patrick Reed, all that stuff. I let me open this up one more year and see what would happen. I mean, obviously tiger had a much better 2019. Let's open this up a little bit. I mean, you still only get, I, I still have Patrick Reed winning this 67% of the time when I open it up to, to 2019. What about when I open it up to 20, you know, last three years. All right. Now it starts to get a little bit closer. Now, it now it turns into a, basically a coin flip. Uh, Patrick Reed winning 52% of the time, but you can see they were, they were hanging together for a while until basically the end of 2019. And then it's been a completely different story for Patrick Reed over Tiger Woods. So this is, that is probably the biggest difference we've seen in a matchup, um, in a while Uh, that wasn't like a guy from Europe that has four rounds or something like that. Right. So, I don't, I try not to, you know, give out picks or whatever and just give you the data and, and let you decide what to do with it. I will just tell you, I will bet that I will bet Patrick Reed at minus 175 over Tiger Woods at plus 125. Rory Cantlay, is that interesting? Uh, what about, hold on, let's see, do one more here. Wow. Fitzpatrick Fowler, is it crazy that Fowler is probably going to be a dog in this? If we do since the start of 2020, so let's do this. Let's do Fowler, Fitzpatrick. This is going to be ugly if Fitz is a if Fitz is a favorite here, and he is. Yeah, 65. percent I mean, it hasn't been a good year for Ricky. We know he's been going through the swing changes. Um, I have I have Fitzpatrick winning this 65 percent of the time, meaning his money line should be about minus 188. He's minus 125 on William Hill. Ricky Fowler plus 100. Um, so I, I guess if you wanted to bet this one, the side would be Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, and it's again, once you start getting over 60, that's not particularly close. It's been a really rough year for Ricky Fowler. Um, so those are a couple of head to head matchups. Let me see if I can get the props up here real quick. All right, here are the tiger props. So tiger to have any bogey free rounds at plus 700. Uh, I don't think so. Tiger Woods to shoot 70 or less in all four. So that would be, what, two under or better at 12 to 1? Tiger Woods to have two or more bogey-free rounds. Oh, my gosh. Tiger Woods to shoot 63 or less in any round. Tiger Woods to win by two or more shots. This is this is bonkers. Who would do Hold on. Are there more of these? Show all. Oh, my God. There are. Okay. These Tiger odds, these Tiger props are giving your money away. Because they're all positive for Tiger, right? Bogey-free round, 70 or less. Two or more bogey-free rounds, 63. Win by two or more shots. Shoot 69 or less in all four rounds. Win by three or more. Win by four or more. Tiger to go wire to wire, 150 to one. Tiger to shoot 68 or less in all four rounds. 
these are a joke, right? I mean, this is just this is just uh, burning your money. I, I I don't think any one of these you could even find a bet on. To have any bogey free round, I mean, maybe, maybe, I I doubt it, but um, my goodness, like I mean, let's also talk about this. What are his odds to even win this golf tournament? So to win by two or more, he's thirty five to one. Why wouldn't you just bet him? At he's thirty five to one outright. Is that, that's they're trying to steal your money? <laughs> this is what you have to pay attention to. I mean, Tiger Woods is thirty five to one to win. Why would I bet? Why would I take thirty five to one to win by two or more, and just give give myself up the the fact that he wins by one shot or wins in a playoff? You got to look at the odds. That doesn't make any sense. Three or more shots, he's fifty to one. Four or more shots, he's a hundred to one. No. Not, not, none of that. Thank you. There are some groups here and what I like what William Hill's doing. So I just kind of roasted William Hill on those odds right there. But what I do like is they have these tournament groups that, that, um, spread over big ranges. So other books, and I saw this on sport on, on DraftKings, and it's fine. Like when, when they have a, a four or five person group and they're all basically like plus 350 or plus 400, like it's fine. It is what it is. I, I like, I really like this though, where, where we've got group a, where Bryson is plus plus one sixty, Rory is plus two thirty, Morikawa's four twenty, Jason days, 500 and Kokrak is eight fifty. Like that's cool. That fine. Okay. That's a good range. The next one down here, you know, Rom is plus 200 and, and the last guy in the group, Cam Smith is plus 900. So this is pretty interesting. So let me see if there's any of these that, um, really stand out. As I go through this, anybody in a tiger group is probably going to be um, uh, undervalued a bit, or the odds are going to be low. This might be a good group to target because you know I'm I'm not very optimistic on Tiger Woods, obviously, not very optimistic on Jordan Spieth. Uh, Wolf, I think, is being undervalued in general, and then it has Cantlay and DJ and Fitzpatrick in it. Like the, Wolf at five to one to beat DJ Cantlay, Woods, Spieth. And Fitzpatrick is kind of interesting. That would be the one that that caught my attention right away. Um, that's the the this one might be not be bad too because you have you have Phil's in this one, which you don't expect him to contend. Um, Rose is in this one who's been very erratic. Like you could almost get away with betting two of these guys in here, right? Like if you took, I guess you wouldn't want to do that. Xander and Reed that wouldn't make any sense. But you can cross out some of these guys in theory. Group F, oh, Group F, very interesting. Group, oh my gosh, Group F, Fowler, Sungjae, Westwood, Snedeker, Woodland, Todd. None of those guys have been playing all that well. Westwood at four to one could be really good. That that to me would be the bet here. So uh, go check that out. I think there's a lot of really good options for the group bets that that I've seen. Let me see if I can find some more props real quick. All right, I'm on uh, DraftKings now. They've got a bunch of different. Uh, you can do best score. You can do best round of tournament. So, like for example, Bryson's eleven to one to shoot the best round of the tournament. Um, I would I would shoot for some of these thirty to forty guys. I mean, if you look at the best round of the tournament, um, most weeks sometimes you get some real random guys, right? I mean, think about last week, Houston Open, obviously much different than Augusta National, but what three guys shot the course record on Sunday? Mackenzie Hughes. I can't remember the other two. Uh, I can't remember the other two, but, uh, it's just, it, there, there, there's much more randomness to it. Right. So I, I wouldn't, 
I don't think I'd be peppering the favorites to shoot the best round of the tournament. Top lefty, I know it's minus 250, but like it's Bubba versus Phil versus Yuxin Lin versus Mike Weir. I think he's just pepper Bubba. I hate laying the minus 220 to 250, but there's a chance those other three guys don't even make the cut. And and the cut is very generous here. Top pass champion. Wow, Patrick Reed is the top pass champion. Bubba, Adam Scott. I mean, um, this this is where you might want to roll out Zach Johnson. I know Zach Johnson is going to be popular in daily fantasy formats, but uh, at 10 to 1 to be the top pass champion, he's been playing well. That might not be so bad. What do we have here? Top, oh, these are the collegiate ones. So top player from, why can't I scroll over? There we go. Uh, certain colleges, Arizona State, Oklahoma State. Oh, top debutante. That could be interesting. 72nd hole. Um, the one that I thought was interesting was uh, the... Where is it? Oh, so you can do like leaders after first round, uh, after second round, stuff like that. I think it's interesting that we're getting split tees this year for Augusta, for the Masters, right? We, we don't have split tees. So if you're looking at like leaders after first round, I think you probably want guys that are going out on number one. Maybe in the afternoon, keep your eye on the, on the weather. It'll warm up throughout the day. I think you want to start on number one. If you have to start on 10 and you get to amen corner early, I think you can lose some shots there, especially in the morning. If it's a little chillier, it's not going to be super cold this week, but I, I think that PM round one, Thursday, first tee, I think, I think that's the better end of the draw. And we'll, we can talk through that on the live chat Wednesday, uh, 3 PM Eastern time on the Rick run good YouTube channel. Probably should have talked about that earlier than 21 minutes into the show. But um, that to me seems like the best strategy. And we'll keep an eye on the weather as we, as we get closer. One and done. We'll start with an update to the run. Good one and done. So um, Logan Dempsey continues to uh, have a good lead here. Uh, so Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, uh, they got the most money last week in Houston when no one had Carlos Ortiz. Uh, Logan Dempsey, our leader, had Victor Hovland. So he got one hundred and thirteen thousand. Dollars, uh, but he's still at four point two million. The Herminator two point seven behind. This is obviously a big week. Uh, I believe the winner's share is like two million. I want to say, and also, if you're not playing in the run good one and done, I know that there are one and dones that end this week, so we can talk a little bit of strategy about that as well. So, if you are, if this is the last week for you, uh, I, I think it's pretty easy, right? You've probably saved a guy. Uh, whoever your best option is left, run him out there. Uh, especially depending on your position. If you're near the top and you want to hold your position, you probably just want to roll out your best guy. I assume, uh, I don't know. You, I don't know if you have Bryson left. I don't know if you have DJ left. I don't, I don't know, but I'm assuming you've gotten to this point because you've saved, you've saved a golfer. Uh, if you are trying to make up ground, um, Again, who do you have left? Is 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 Hideki available? Is um, Matthew Wolf available? Is Bubba available to you? These are guys that might sneak up and and win this thing. Um, I, I personally, so in the run, good one and done, where we are now, you know, bearing down on the end of segment one. We've got, let's see, Masters, RSM, and Mayakoba are the last three weeks. Um, I I actually think I'm going to deploy 
Rory here, uh, which is a little bit scary, but like, think about this, you know, you, you go back a year ago or to the start of the season, a lot of people probably saved Rory for this spot. You know, historically Rory gets used. Let me see if I can show you this. Rory gets used, uh, mostly at two places. Um, he gets used at, here we go. Uh, hold on. Let me pull this up real quick. He gets used at the masters and he gets used at the, uh, the open championship. Those are like the two most popular spots that Roy McElroy gets deployed. Um, so, but now like, like since you, since you saved him, if you saved him for this, you might not be all that excited about it. I would argue Rory still has an incredibly high floor. I mean, he has been tour average field average with his approach shots, uh, since the restart. And he's still got a bunch of, you know, couple top tens, one at the U S open, couple of top twenties, BMW championship, Zozo championship, CJ cup. Uh, that that's his floor, right? Like it, it, it almost can't get any worse than that. Um, uh, if he figures it out, you tap into some of the best upside that we have on the PGA Tour. I think that a lot of people are going to be a little skittish to roll out Rory. So I'm 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 probably stuck between Rory and JT. Right, uh, JT. I've been very clear. I think is the guy is the guy that I think is going to win this golf tournament, um, especially value wise. But from a from a from a one and done perspective, JT has a lot of natural fits, and JT seems to play more at some of these events that like Rory won't go to. So JT will do, you know, Sony open, uh, JT will play and be just the, the favorite, uh, you know, he'll be the seven to one, eight to one favorite a couple of times a year. Rory plays a smaller schedule than that. So I, I think that I might run out Rory in the one and done and then save JT. That's probably my strategy, but um, yeah, this is the week. Use your studs. I actually don't think there's a lot of strategy this week. Use your, use your studs. You've been saving for this. This is what everybody's been looking forward to. I actually think the other weeks are, are, are much more, more interesting than this one. So, uh, let me know what you think. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below who you're playing in your one and done. Join me on Wednesday, 3 PM Eastern time on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel. We will, uh, have a live chat. We'll go through everything. It'll be a lot of fun. Best of luck this week. Later.